Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to your favorite hang of the day. It's Speak for Yourself. I'm Emmanuel Acho, and boy, do we got a great show for you. We got to talk about Steph Curry. Has he finally surpassed Kevin Durant in the all-time rankings? Lamar Jackson, he's talking about betting on himself this season. But boy, I don't know if that one's smart. We're going to get to that. And LeBron James, a billionaire. We know he's influential, but is he still the most influential NBA player in today's game? We got to talk about all that and more. But before we get to that, I got to introduce my favorites. LaShawn, Shady, McCoy. What's up, brother? My guy. Joy Taylor, co-host of The Herd. And the one and only NBA analyst galore, Slick Rick the Buker. Now, Shady, you said you got your energy today, big dog. Just today, today. Coming I'm the back. Fight. I'm back, you baby. good? Good. That means we're starting hot because Kevin Durant <laughs> is where we're going oh to God. first. Mm. Tough day, Kevin Durant. Hey, Ladies and on. gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kevin Durant, what's really going to happen with him this coming season? Because KD's resume, it is stacked. Two NBA titles, two finals MVP awards, and a regular season MVP trophy. We get all that. But the Warriors most recently won the title, and Charles Barkley called out KD for being, quote, a bus rider on his championship teams in Golden State. Now, we got to start this conversation because yesterday there was a little bit of controversy. Take a listen. He was absolutely the best player on those teams. That doesn't diminish Steph Curry's greatness that KD was better than him and he needed it. The Warriors did not need Kevin Durant to win a title. They never have. And they never no. will, Wrong. as long as Steph Wrong Curry Emmanuel around. Acho. Coming up, that's not the segment, George. We need it. We got. We're gonna do that tomorrow, you Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yesterday we was beefing about this topic. Joy, Shady, Slick, myself. I said Kevin Durant does in fact need another title, and I said that Steph Curry was never dependent on Kevin Durant for a title. So the question on the floor is this. Does Kevin Durant need another title to validate his legacy? Now I'm going to kick it off because I'm the one who was under attack. Let's hear it. Um, Mm. He needs another title, Joy, to complete his legacy. He needs another title, Slick, to complete his legacy. LaShawn, Shady McCoy, Kevin Durant needs another title to complete his legacy. Because what's the biggest void on his legacy? The biggest void on Kevin Durant's legacy is very simple. He couldn't do it without another MVP. And regardless of how great any player is at playing whatever sport they play, if you cannot win without another MVP on a roster, then there is a void when it comes down to your legacy. See, complete shady, all complete means is having the appropriate and necessary parts. KD Joy doesn't have all the necessary parts when it comes down to validating his legacy because when you talk about his finals MVPs, when you talk about his two championships, 
you got to talk about Steph Curry. You got to talk about the help that he needed to acquire those two championships. So I'm not going to say that Kevin Durant needs another title to validate his legacy because to validate something is just obviously to make it valid. But Shady, I do have to say he definitely needs another title to complete his legacy. Where do you stand? I I feel like Kevin Durant. First of all, we talk about Kevin Durant. You know who he is. Of course. Remember the interview? No doubt. So let's stop playing this game. Everybody keeps talking about his legacy. His legacy is submitted. We all know who he is. MVPs, final MVPs, that's what he's done. But when you really break down, he reminds me of a guy, Peyton Manning. Remember him? He won a championship with the Colts. And we all know how great Peyton Manning was. Sure. But when he went to Denver with the Broncos and got another championship, like that was just icing on the cake. Because we already felt like Peyton Manning was already up here. He was already a GOAT. When we look at Kevin Durant, it's the same thing. He's a GOAT, and we know that. So for his legacy, if he goes gets another championship, which I hope he does, he's still Kevin Durant, and it puts icing on the cake. I'll say it like Simple this. As that. I'll say it like this. I like it, but you're wrong. Um, I'll say it like this. KD is the icing of the Warriors' cake. He's not icing on the cake. All he was was icing because, Slick, as I look at it, icing isn't necessary to a cake. It's a nice additive. Yeah. I like I it. I love it. I love, of course. I, know you, I love it. Yeah, when you was playing, you didn't need no more of it, though, <laughs> if you want to be a Russian leader. It's a nice <laughs> additive to a cake. But, Slick, I can't say that anything KD does from here on is icing on the cake. Where do you stand? Does he need another title to validate his legacy? Not to validate his legacy. His legacy is complete as is. Great all-time scorer. Sure. Great player. Mm-hmm. He needs, a, he needs another title to change his legacy. Okay. Mm. Because we already see KD a certain way. In the same way that Steph Curry changed his legacy, whether you agree with he needed it or not, Fair. winning finals MVP Fair. put him in a different category. Kevin Durant is in the same place, whether you like it or not. Whether you believe, whatever you believe in terms of his value to the Warriors winning those two championships, the fact of the matter is, he went to a team that had already won a title and then won Talk two about it. more. Right. If I understand the reason that Kevin Durant left the Golden State Warriors is because he felt he would never get the full credit for what he did winning those championships. So I need to go in much the same way that LeBron James left Miami and went to Cleveland mm-hmm. and said, I want him in Miami, but it's always going to be It was with Dwayne Wade and Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra, and they did it without me. Like, I got to do it on my own. Mm -hmm. That's what Kevin Durant needs. That's why he needs another title to change it. Mm Because as of right now, it stands that he won, like, great all-time player. But to be a champion, he had to go to a team that was already championship material. I like going last because I can just pick everything apart. Got all these little notes. Uh, first of all, no, he does not need to do anything to validate his legacy. That's right. Now, sure. our dear Emmanuel Acho did something here, boys and girls, that you have to pay attention to when you're doing TV. Because he's a little some, little, little he's something, something. He's definitely slick, but man. I got the notes here. And the question was not, does he need one to complete his oh. legacy? Well, it, it was okay, at one point in the show. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's worth matter. Yes. 
It was validate. So which conversation are we having? We're going to have the validate conversation because that's what we all prep for Stick today. First, that's right. uh, mm. And we all know that he is complete. OK, he 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 has a complete legacy. I do agree with you, Rick. He can add to it, but he's already an all time great player. He's mm-hmm. already going to be a player that we speak about for ages. He's an unbelievable scorer. He is a champion. Yes, he is. Whether or not you agree with how he became a champion is irrelevant. There are no asterisks next to his oh. name when it says champion. He is a league MVP. So is his legacy <sighs> right. set? Yes. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Is he an all-time sure. great player? Wherever you rank him. Yes, yes, yes. He's a league MVP. Yes. He's a champion. Yes. He's a finals MVP. Yes, 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 yes. Get the stamp. <laughs> so what is it going to do other than change people's opinion of him? And KD, I'm with you. Who gives? Who cares right. about what this opinion is? Right. Your 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 legacy is validated. You can add to it. You can change it. Yeah. But as far as it being complete or valid, of course it is. Look at these credentials. They can't be argued with. Let's so just, it's it's just a matter of perception. And if you do things for other people's perception, that's right. a rough life. That's right. Why does that bother stamp you so it. much? Here's stamp why. You're, you're over there. You gotta like, stamp that. Also, 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 you ain't never really? eaten no cake with no icing. So don't talk about <laughs> your saying, whole cake? life. And your whole life, you had never no, no, on, one person ever bought you a piece with of cake with no icing. Can exactly. we do this for a second? Um, here's what, we're gonna play a game. We're gonna play a game. I'm doing this off the top of my head. We're gonna play a game. Everybody. Everybody has to name a top 10 NBA player you cannot duplicate, right? So I'll go first. I'll say Michael Jordan. Who's in the top 10? And just name one. Did I, did I have a name? Name one. Uh, LeBron James. No, 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 Steph Curry. It's beautiful. Name one. Akeem Olajuwon. Uh, name Kareem one. Abdul-Jabbar. Great. Okay. Uh, I'll name another one. Bill Russell. Name one. Kevin Durant. Name one. <laughs> AD, baby. You got Shaq. Tim Duncan. Shaq. Name Ooh, one. Shaq's name one. Larry Bird. Uh, still Larry out. Bird. Beautiful. Okay, great. So we've named several NBA That's players. Right. I will that are in our top 10. I will omit KD for the sake of my example. I'll get back to that in a second. Um, somebody named Shaq. Shaq won a title without having another MVP on his roster. He's a top 10 player. I named Bill Russell. Bill Russell won a title without having another MVP on, Shaq, on his who roster. Shaq's? Shaq had we won a title and Kobe had not yet won an MVP. Oh, Wade had not yet okay, won an MVP. Okay, okay. Um, Bill Russell title without another MVP on his roster. Larry Bird titles without another MVP at the time on his roster. Uh, we named Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan won a title without another MVP on his roster. You mentioned Steph Curry. Steph Curry's won a title without another MVP on his roster. When we talk about all these top ten players, which I didn't force them to name America, right. they named them on their own. When we talk about all these top 10 players, you got a whole bunch of guys that have won MVPs, that have won NBA titles without needing a whole bunch of help. But Kevin Durant has yet to. Slick, that's why it irritates me so much. I have to go back to 1981-82. Before I was born, I got to go back to 81-82 to find another player, Moses Malone, Shady McCoy, to join join Dr. J, Philly, to win a title. Kawhi Leonard didn't need to in 19. Uh, LeBron didn't need to in 2020 with the Lakers. Giannis didn't need to just last year. You got to go. Steph didn't need to this year. Then you have the KD squads. Joy remembers the Miami Heat squads. LeBron didn't need to when he had D-Wade. But you got to go to Kevin Durant is the only player that needed another MVP to win a title. For that reason, Joy, there is a glaring, gaping hole when it comes to his legacy. But that doesn't count. Because he talked about Shaq and, and, and Kobe. Like, Kobe was still dominant. He didn't, he didn't, win, a, he didn't win an MVP yet, but he was going to win an MVP. Okay, so... You, so you, I mean, you're talking like this guy was just like regular. Like, Shaq or, and Shaq and Kobe was the real deal. Kobe was the real deal. See, the problem is... Walking into a trap. That's the problem. The problem is when guys have so much success early and they become great players, they're always trying to find something that they're sticking with. Oh, he can't do this. He can't do that. 
Steph Curry. I love Steph Curry. He was a great player, right? But before this finals, what did everybody say about him? Oh, he's not super great or he's not in a GOAT uh, conversation until he gets a finals MVP. They always try to stick you with something when you're a great player. This is another thing they're doing with Kevin Durant. They're trying to stick him with something because they don't want to give us his respect and his dues, and he deserves it. And right here on this show, I'm giving you your love and your flowers, Kevin Durant. Real quick, because I know Slick is chomping at the bit. You make a great point, Shady. Now, yes, yes, I do. The problem with the great point, you walked yourself into a trap. It's not your fault. <laughs> um, you're right. Shaq played with Kobe, and Kobe ended up being an MVP. And Shaq won titles with Kobe, and Kobe ended up being an MVP. I just wish, I wish that Kevin Durant would have been able to play with MVPs in his career before. St- oh, wait. He played with James Harden. Oh, wait, he played with James Harden oh, no. and oh, Russell Westbrook. No, 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 Get him, get him. I know you are not going to Russell Westbrook. You're not going to trot these children out right. for an example. Stop it. James Harden was not a league MVP. At all. I'm saying that's the point. That's the point, no. And Kobe wasn't either. And Kobe was as well. don't put James Harden and Kobe. Don't put them in the same category. Please, never, ever. Yeah, don't do that either. Please don't do that. I'm not doing that. What I am saying is this. You apologize, basketball guys. He knows not what he does. I was not comparing James Harden to Kobe Bryant. The the comparison I was making is this. Kevin Durant has played with talent before. Slick, I see you in Everybody here. Everybody does. Percolating. Everybody plays But Kevin talent. Durant has played with MVP talent before, and he didn't win until he joined with Steph. All I'm saying is this. It's not even, here, we're actually answering the question all wrong. It's not just that Kevin Durant needs another title to validate his legacy, Stick. He needs another title without an MVP on his roster to validate his legacy. Man, Shady, he's moving like you did as a running back. He's all over the place. Like, I'm gonna get the you, end zone, though. He is, he is <laughs> taking the leeway of this is his show. And yeah. to your point, well, I'm gonna just change this. I'm gonna change the question. Yep. They don't and then, I'm, and then I'm gonna throw something out there, the and I'm gonna have you all answer, and I'm gonna right. bull rush us with it. Then you go, did you, you, ladies and gentlemen, you heard what they yeah. said? America, did you hear Come me? Come on, man. <laughs> Look, this is the problem. You can take what they were at various points. But the, what, you, what you are ignoring is what Kevin Durant did those two years for the Golden the State yes, he, Warriors. Tell him, Slick, like, tell him again, baby. It, it's not as if he was along for the ride. You're, you are veering into the Charles Barkley. Yeah, he was a nice addition, and he made them better. No, he made them unbeatable. Right. He gave them things that, as a result, here's the distinction. That, yes, they won a championship without him, but they lost all the pieces. They lost so many vital pieces, not just one. They lost Harrison Barnes. They mm-hmm. lost Andre Iguodala. They lost Andrew Bogut. Yeah. And Kevin Durant filled all of these different holes that they could not have filled otherwise. Now, they had the cap room. And Steph Curry has demonstrated, if you give me a variety of pieces, I can bring it together and I can mold it into a championship. Mm-hmm. But there's no guarantee that you could have found enough ancillary pieces that would have equaled what Kevin Durant did for them Fair. those two that's years. Right. Fair. That is what is not being given enough credit. And that's where I stop short in suggesting that Kevin Durant just joined a championship team. And if he hadn't, well, they won a championship before, so they would have won another one. Fair. That's not necessarily okay. true. I don't, I don't dispute any of that. And let me t- tone it down a little bit. You're thank, right. thank it's my you. fault. Thank you. I apologize. Good morning. I apologize. <laughs> um, Kevin Durant is an all-time great. I'm not disputing that. Kevin Durant is a finals MVP. I'm not disputing that. Kevin Durant's one of the greatest scorers in the history of the NBA. I'm not disputing that. Kevin Durant's a longhorn. Okay? So I ain't got that That's much. Your boy. That's your yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but 
What I'll say is this, because we all say, and, and Joyce smiled a little too hard when Slick said, you know, the Warriors became unbeatable when Kevin Durant joined the squad. It's not a lie. But let's talk about the All-NBA players that year, 2018, when the Warriors won a title. I would submit that had any of the All-NBA players joined that 73-win Warriors team, they too would have been unbeatable. We're acting as though Kevin Durant did something that Giannis, who was All-NBA that year, Paul George, and the good Paul George, OKC Paul George, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard. We're talking as though if you would have added Kawhi to that Warriors team, they wouldn't have won a title. If you would have added Giannis to that Warriors team, they wouldn't have won a title. If you would have added Jokic to that uh, team, they, or, or Paul George to that team, you realize they were a 73-win team that was up 3-1 against the Cavaliers play like that. without Kevin Durant. If Draymond Green does not get suspended, they likely close that series out in five. So I'm not taking anything away from Kevin Durant. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just simply trying to remind you all, this side of the table more specifically, mm -hmm. I'm trying to remind you all, it's not that what Kevin Durant did wasn't impressive. I just think a lot of people could have done it. The Warriors were a 73-win team, I can't take the hate, man. Well, man. respectfully, you're wrong. But uh, for, I mean, I, I can't, I'm not even going to repeat some of the names that you mentioned because it's just, it's, 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 not, it's not real. Because those, those players have the opportunity to do what KD is doing and play, play, play and, and elevate their teams and win championships because they're all still in the league right I'm now. saying this. Here's my problem with this revisionist history writing thing that we're doing right now. It's done. It was. It is finished. Over. <laughs> it is finished. It is over. It is in the books. There are no asterisks next to anyone's name. When you look up the Toronto Raptors with Kawhi Leonard, that championship, right? The Golden State Warriors were injured. Yeah. It all matters. Right. Oh, That's go. what yeah. happens. People get injured. People move off of teams. Things happen throughout series. Draymond Green gets suspended. Mm -hmm. You need a little luck on the way to your championship. There's nothing that you can say to take away what KD has done. It is of finished. Course. You can say, oh, this player could have done it. Guess what? We'll never know. But KD did it. They KD went there, and he did it. And they did it. They, need help. they did need help because it happens. Honest, they, they, it, they did not win the championship without him because he was there. So you can argue this, but wait, we're arguing wait, wait, the what? abstract. Wait, what? 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 Well, hold on a second. What? Giannis didn't need help? You, I mean, last year, you didn't watch the NBA Finals. He needed right? help. He didn't need, I mean, he dropped 50 points in it. No, 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 Giannis game, absolutely yeah, needed Giannis help. That's, that's, that's why. This yeah, is, you know what? This is I what I really. Like, yes, he did. Because Giannis, 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 Giannis did it. You hate it too much. I'm out. I can't do it, y'all. You have I'm out. I'm done. He hates too much. I'm gone. You have the worst argument. The argument that I despise the most, and I hear it all the time with Kobe. This is so stressful. I'm sorry. Tracy McGrady or Vince Carter. If they had been with the Lakers, mm -hmm. those first three championships, mm -hmm. they could have done what Kobe did. They would have won championships. That is so disrespectful, disrespectful. To, <laughs> to the path that had to be forged by those guys. Does Nikola Jokic hit the dagger over LeBron James in the finals? Does Kawhi Leonard? Does you, but like... It's I, I'm, glad this, I'm glad this is peaceful. Now. I'm glad this is peaceful. It's let's unfair. Use, let's, use our, let's use our indoor voices. You do realize <sighs> the Cavs got swept by the Warriors, and the Cavs lost to the Warriors with Kevin Durant 4-1. All I'm simply saying, Joy, and you disregarded this way too flippantly, all I'm saying is this. If you put Giannis or that PG, first-team All-NBA that year, 
or Jokic or Kawhi on those Warrior squads, no. they will still win the title. No, okay, you can't say that. Here's why I submit that. Because Giannis isn't the same player. He wasn't the same player. You play him everywhere from the one to the four. About what Giannis was before he won a championship, and they were fair. Here's why. Be a great player and not be a champion. There's plenty of them. Of course. You can't take away what KD did. I'm not taking it away. Furthermore, you can't talk about what Steph is and not win those finals MVPs, and then talk about KD winning those finals MVPs like it's nothing. Either it matters, and he was the best player on those championship teams, or he wasn't. Here's what I'm saying. Did or did not, or did the Warriors win 73 games the year before? They did. Did the Warriors go go up 3-1 in the NBA finals the year before? And what happened? So they didn't need that much oh, help. Whoa, whoa, That's whoa, all I'm saying. But didn't they, all go, I'm down, saying didn't is they it, go down 3-1 in a series? They did. Yes. Two, they did to Kevin yeah. Durant. Stuff. All I'm saying is this. They didn't. Y'all acting like the Warriors needed that much help. I mean, but they that, didn't need that, team. that much help. They actually, were up 3-1 actually, on a No, 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 no. <laughs> actually, they did. Because that team didn't come back and add Kevin Durant. They lost a bunch lost of pieces. pieces. No doubt. Yeah, they did. No doubt. No and doubt. they needed to be able to, re- uh, to, to replace all those pieces. Right. And Kevin Durant replaced all those pieces. This is the biggest problem I have with your argument. Uh-oh. Is you are, I feel like I'm doing a show with a shapeshifter here. <laughs> because you keep taking guys from different points in their career. Yes. And putting them, inserting them right. into this warrior situation. And suggesting that because they became this. Or because they were once this, that they could then be this in the moment. And it doesn't work that way. Nobody in the league could have done for the Warriors what Kevin Durant did. That team is different, bro. You can't just place that. You can't place place anybody on that team. They got a real office, a real team. Here's what I'm saying. The small ball, they shoot threes. Like, everybody can't just be placed there and play there. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. That is fair. Nobody so could So is it three against one right now? Nobody could have no, done. It's 3-0. It's 3-0 against one. It is three against one. It is three against one. Because he's bad, bad today. Hey, but remember <laughs> what happened when the Warriors went up 3-1. The king came back. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Coming up, Russell Wilson won <laughs> a Super Bowl in Seattle. I don't even know what that means. But I'm tell you, he can do the same thing <laughs> in Denver. But first, we ought to talk a little football. That basketball talk had me gassed. Uh, LeBron, Lamar Jackson expected to get a huge payday. Hey, the man. I won't tell you if he's smart betting on himself. Ching, That's next. Ching. Speak, please. You know like, better pay my boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Lamar Jackson, he is a beast and he is eligible for a monster, yes, monster payday. But it hasn't happened yet. 
The Raven superstar reps himself, obviously, and our own Michael Vick said we got to let Lamar be Lamar, adding, quote, I think Lamar might be putting himself in a situation where he's betting on himself, or he might want to start the talks in training camp. Close quote. Shady, you got a couple big paydays over the course of your career. Is Lamar Jackson smart betting on himself? I think he is smart. You ever been to Vegas? Right? Of course. Um, you got 11, right? And the dealer has five. You slide a little extra cash to that. Don't double down, coach. You got to double down. Every time. Boom, blackjack. <laughs> so I think he's doing the right thing because if you look at the Ravens, right, they are Lamar Jackson. That, that's who they are. Mm-hmm. He's the Patrick Mahomes to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, two things. I feel like one is either they're being too cheap mm-hmm. with the number. Because why wouldn't Lamar Jackson, he loves Baltimore. Why wouldn't he be there? Why wouldn't he sign that deal? And the other part is... Maybe he, not, he might not want to be there, which we know he does. So my thing is with Baltimore is, hey, man, pay your players. He's the type of guy you won't see for another 20-something years, right? Yeah. And you have to make sure you get a guy like that to you build on. All these other quarterbacks making all this money. There's, there's no way a, a guy like Lamar Jackson can't get paid more than um, Deshaun Watson. He missed a whole year last year, right? And he has some other things going on off the field. So a guy like Lamar Jackson, you got to take care of him. I hate when teams play this game. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they go through the contract situation. Should we pay him? Shouldn't we? No, pay that guy. Whatever he wants, pay that money, and then you move on. Simple as that. Spoken like a true former player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to pay um, him. Here's a problem, Shady. I feel you on having to pay Lamar, but I think it is very unwise for him to bet on himself. He asked me if I've been to the casino. I spent way too many hours in Sugar House. That's a casino in Philly. While Shady was preparing to play the Cowboys, I was preparing to hand him Gatorade. <laughs> um, so I didn't have to focus on practice that week, so your boy was in casinos. You bring up a great point. Eleven. Winning hand, double it down, get a 10, you win. It happened to me once. Blackjack. I had two 11s. I was playing two hands. I doubled them both. Dealer was showing an eight. It's easy. All I got to do is take two 10s, slick, I will win. Okay. Blackjack, get to 21. That's the objective of the game. 11 plus 10, 21, you win. Problem. I pulled a five on my first hand. Mm. 11 plus five, 16. Mm. I pulled a four on my second hand. 11 plus four, 15. I lost them both. See, if you look at Lamar Jackson over the last two years, he's losing both hands. Look at Lamar Jackson over the last two years, he's statistically declining. Because if you look at Lamar Jackson's unanimous MVP year, he had 35, 36 touchdown passes. He was killing it. But then try to double down on that hand, if you will. Slick, I only see 26 touchdown passes in 20. 20. Okay, try to double down on your other 11, Lamar Jackson, because last year I only see 16 touchdown passes. Shady is talking optimistically. I get it. As a player, particularly as a player that has been the highest paid at your position, shout out to you. You can have that kind of uh, knowledge. But be mindful. It ain't always going to work out like it worked out for 2-5. Mm-hmm. And it might not work out for Lamar Jackson in that manner, because statistically the last two years declining. I'll end my thoughts like this. You get paid in the NFL, Joy, and you know this for one of two reasons. You get paid because you individually ball or you get paid because your team collectively balls. Those are the two reasons you get paid. Individuals, that's an easy example. We can think about guys like Deshaun Watson individually balling. Guys like Dak Prescott individually balling. Collectively balling. Think about Joe Flacco. Individually, he didn't go crazy, but Joe Flacco collectively his team won a Super Bowl. Nick Foles. The entirety of his career in Baltimore, he didn't go crazy. Think about Nick Foles. Individually, he didn't go crazy. Nick Foles, my old roommate, but Nick Foles led his team to the Super Bowl. He got $88 million from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lamar Jackson, the last two years, has not individually balled, and the last two years, his team isn't collectively balling. For that reason, I don't love betting on himself. Joy? Uh, 
Uh, there's a lot just happened there. I don't like Lamar Jackson betting on himself. This is your first big deal. I get it. Nobody wants to run anybody an unnecessary check. However, I don't look at agents in your first big deal as an unnecessary check. Some things are worth paying for, like franchise quarterbacks. They're worth paying for. An agent in your first big deal is worth paying for. Now, if you're in year 13, 15, you're getting a short-term deal, you already know the terms of the contract, you're just running it back, okay, maybe you don't need an agent to negotiate anything and you can save some money. But this is an important, very critical time for Lamar Jackson. You don't want to be focused on contract negotiations. We've all had contract negotiations. They're exhausting. Mm -hmm. Even if people want you, they're exhausting. There's all these little nuances and things and wording, and you got to check, and you got to run it back, and you got to go back and forth and come back to the table. You want to focus on football, which we know Lamar Jackson wants to do. So the fact that he's betting on him, that he might be betting on himself, I don't like at all. You're a quarterback, and injuries can change the course of your career very, very quickly and change your money. Betting on himself as far as not having an agent, it's very distracting to be negotiating, especially your first big deal without an agent. So I don't really like either of those two things. I respect that's how he, wanted to, he wants to do his sure. business. I just wouldn't do it that way. Now, when you're talking about the Baltimore Ravens paying him... Got to pay him. Listen, I don't let people off the hook that don't pay their quarterbacks. <clears throat> don't make us talk about Lamar Jackson's contract for the next year. It's right. nonsense. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is the future of the Baltimore Ravens. You are obviously going to pay him. And if you're wondering how to not do business, you can look right on down south to the Dallas Cowboys, who had to run Dak Prescott a much bigger check because they waited and right. put it off and did all these negotiations for what? You're going to pay that man regardless. Mm -hmm. What is the replacement cost of a Lamar Jackson? Where, where are you getting a Lamar Jackson? Find him at. Anywhere. And to your point, Shady, he is the Ravens. Yeah. So he's a, he's a great guy in the locker room. He is a great leader. He's beloved around that city. They he's a him. franchise guy. Of course. I do not understand teams who don't budget for the quarterback. It's the only thing you should want to pay. Right. It's such a luxury to be able to play a franchise quarterback. Yeah. What's the point? Well, who else do you want to pay if you're not paying the quarterback? So just budget for that. It's like starting a family. You got a car. You all <laughs> both got houses. You got two kids. And you're like, man, we got all this money for a house. But do we really want to buy it? Yeah, you do. You need to raise these children somewhere. That is the point. Budget for this quarterback. So I don't understand what the pushback is. It feels a little funny because all this seems very very obvious, mm. which is why I'm curious to see what's actually going on here. All right. Since Marcellus isn't here, I'm going to have to fill in and provide uh, information or advice from a rap song. <laughs> Young Jeezy oh, okay. Young Young said, scared money. Oh, don't, don't make, make no, no money. money. Okay. Talk about a slick. Talk so, about a slick. Look, I, from what I understand, the Ravens haven't entered in negotiations because Lamar Jackson doesn't want to enter mm -hmm. in negotiations because he knows that whatever you would pay me now is not yeah. as much as you're going to pay me later. That's and fair. to go to the, the blackjack analogy, mm -hmm. there's, you, you keep track of the numbers. Mm -hmm. If you, there's a lot of small numbers out, cards. then it's even better to go for that double down yes, and sir. get that one card because there's a better Absolutely. chance that there's a 10 coming out. Yes, sir. What Lamar Jackson is looking at right now Young is, cards. for the past year, there have been a lot of small numbers coming Young out. Quarterback. His numbers have been small. Ravens' numbers have been small. But you know what he's capable of. Ooh, give me that 10. They, so, they know it. I'm going to say, look, I'm ready. I know what 10's coming because we can't be as injured as we were last year. Fair. I can't be as injured as I was last year. Fair. So whatever you're going to pay me right now is going to be below market what I can make a year from now. So I'm good. And that's why I'm good with Lamar Jackson betting on Lamar Jackson. I, I love that take. I've had to deal with that take for the last three weeks. Joy, you know, every day Marcellus be up here providing something similar to that. Here's my only problem. Shady, 
Joy have both said the same sentence. They both said that, where are you going to find another Lamar Jackson? You're not. But y'all might be asking the wrong question because the Ravens eventually might look themselves in the mirror and say, but do we need another Lamar Jackson? Sounds crazy, but think about it for a second. The Ravens are one of the winningest organizations over the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. The Ravens won a Super Bowl not with a Lamar Jackson. They won a Super Bowl with a statuesque, underachieving outside of Baltimore, Joe Flacco. Now, I'm not going to throw no shade to Joe Flacco because look at his Super Bowl run. I think that's what you're alluding to earlier on. I'm not going to throw no shade to Joe Flacco because his Super Bowl run was one of the greatest Super Bowl runs we have seen since the 2010s. But if you are the Ravens and you're Harbaugh, you know coaches are cocky. You know firsthand coaches are cocky. Hashtag Chip Kelly. (laughs) So if you look at the Ravens, they might be looking at Lamar like, no, we're not going to find another you but do we need another you? And I think that is the dilemma, and I think that is the problem that the Ravens might be making. Joy, you're writing profusely. Profusely, what do you got? Well, I mean, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking of people who have tried this. I don't believe that you can win in this league at the high level, talking contending for Super Bowls, without a franchise guy. That's how you want to build your team. Uh, that's on you. I wouldn't recommend it. Everyone in the league is trying to find the franchise guy for a reason. I don't believe the league is structured the way it was when Joe Flacco won that. You can't just win with defense anymore. These offenses thank are you, too good. Thank you, thank you. You look at that game with, that Buffalo, defense. with Buffalo and uh, the Chiefs this year should, should shut the door on any conversations about that. You're not beating either of those teams. It doesn't matter right. how good the defense is, right. and Patrick Mahomes can score in 13 seconds. So I don't think you can win without a high-level franchise guy. But you're talking about betting on someone, betting on yourself, and you know not committing long-term. The man that comes to mind every time we start having these conversations is that moneymaker, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. What has Washington done? And Kirk Cousins is the definition of average. Yeah. The definition True. of yeah. average. No shade. No shit's in the shade. Like his just, record, he is the definition yeah. of average, right. which is fine. You'll be competitive. You'll be in games. You'll be interesting. You're just not going to win. But that man knows how to make some money because he is just there. He's just good enough. What is he making right now? He's on here. $35 million. Yeah, he's up there. He's up there. Guaranteed. Completely average. Right? So you could have that. You could do that. You could move off Lamar Jackson for average because nobody thinks Lamar Jackson is average. And you'll be what? You'll be the Vikings, which none of us consider to be Super Bowl contenders. They're good. They're always functional. They're very nice. Everyone's nice. We're winning regular season games. Everyone's kind of happy. Not great. So I disagree that you can replace him with someone who is not as good as him and still be able to, A, compete in that division, which is a very tough division still, and B, make it into and win Super Bowls. So you can settle for average, but it's not going to work. They're a tough division, but next we're going to talk about the toughest AFC teams, not just in the AFC North, but I'm talking about all the AFC. We're going to rank the top five AFC uh-oh, teams. Uh-oh. You do not want to miss that. That's next. Speak for yourself. Yeah. You guys know uh, Lamar's only 25 years old. You know that, right? Yeah. yeah. The Bills are widely considered to be Super Bowl contenders, and their peers to be no let up with new offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. Now, head coach Sean McDermott said Buffalo's offense is, quote, light years ahead right now. Now, that's big, big words. All right, let's get to it and let's get to it because it got me thinking, Shady. Let me get my rock. You know I can't talk no ball without my rock. Okay. Oh, okay. Come back to lighten it up. You, you know, always have hands. <laughs> I don't know, Shady. I don't know. I appreciate the compliment. But it got me thinking about the top five teams in the AFC. Now, Shady, I'm going to give you my top five. Here we go. And you're going to have to let me know if I'm talking crazy or not. Let's start with five, man, because... At five, I got the Indianapolis Colts. Matty Ice, he's there now. Now, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. 
Remember, the Titans have run that division the last several years. Okay. Last year, Carson Wentz beat the Jaguars during the playoffs. He can't do it. They missed the playoffs. Right. Year before, Phillip Rivers. He was doing all right. There was an 11 12 win team. Phillip Rivers, old arm, couldn't make it past the Buffalo Bills. I think this year, with Matt Ryan plus that defense, Darius Leonard plus Jonathan Taylor, who I believe is your first or second favorite running back, yes, that's I true. think the Colts are going to be the fifth best team in ball. Let's keep it rolling. You can pick apart my list when it's done. Number four, how about the Denver Broncos? Russell Wilson. All bad, around bad. Now, here's why I got them at four. They were fourth in their division last year, but they were a seven-win team, had the number three defense, had a really good running game. Russell Wilson is responsible for three to four wins by himself. Right. So I look at you, I take a, you take a seven-win team, add Russell Wilson to it, that's now about an 11 or 12, maybe a 10 at worst win team. I think the Denver Broncos, the fourth best team in the AFC at number three. Who's number three? Let's see Kansas this. City Chiefs. Oh. Kansas City Chiefs. A little Hold low, up. a little Hold low, up. a little low. But big red. You see this big red? I think they lost too many pieces, big dog. Okay. I think they okay. lost too many All pieces. Right. At number two, I got my Cincinnati Bengals. I am oh, a Burrow boys. believer. The young period. boys. Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, plus you shirt up the offensive line. Leo Collins added another piece. Who is right here? You already know what it is, big dog. Sean McDermott. It's the team that paid you, big dog. Ooh. How about them Buffalo Bills at number one? So there you have it, Shady. I got my Bills at number one. Josh Allen, Gabriel Davis coming back. Stephon Diggs, Sean McDermott, a defensive mind. Bengals, Chiefs, Broncos. Okay, okay, Colts, check it out. Top five, where you at? So first, I love this. Okay. So I'm going to skip all this. I'm going to skip all this. <laughs> number five, the Colts. For the last two years, they've been choking. They get their guy win one game. They get in the playoffs. You can't do it. Against Jacksonville? Listen, right now, if they call me and say, Shady McCoy, come play for us, I get the job done, right? <laughs> one game they can't win, so I'm going to take this one out. Um, I, I don't know about the Colts. I just, Who would you put in? Who's your, who's your fifth best I mean, team? we can just go to the, uh, the Patriots, to the Titans. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Fair. I want the Raiders. Fair. Yeah, you, you get Devontae Adams in there. Like, they, they got their Carter back, that, can, that, that connection. It's back and forth. They're there again. I like that one. Okay, this right here, the Broncos. Uh, you don't love it? I don't love it, but I can respect it. Okay. I think Russ, like you said, he don't get you one, two, or three games win by itself. He's a great player. I, I like that he's back with a new team doing his thing from uh, Seattle. So I'm going to go with um, the Chiefs, number three. Now, this is disrespectful a little bit. How so? Uh, because they've been doing so well. They've been dominating the AFC. They've been dominating but the keep AFC. Keep in mind, last, right, come on. last year in the AFC, these been, Chiefs lost to my two-seed Bengals. You know what? You know what? I'm going to respect that. I, I, don't, I don't love it. But you're okay with it. Listen, I don't love it, but I do like it. I got to give respect to Joe Burrow. These boys, they everybody doubted them each game, and they kept winning and winning and winning. They knocked off the Chiefs, which was disappointing. I thought they would win, but whatever. They took that spot. So I like the order from, from one to two. I can respect it. That fifth spot is terrible. That and fifth spot got to go. That got to go. And then, and then Russ, I love Russ. So I like the list a little bit. That fifth spot got to go. You too bad. You, you, know, you bad. know who else got to go? You got to go, big dog. Oh, I'm out. Take that route. You ah. gone. You gone. All right, moving on to the NBA. I'm welcoming in Joy Taylor because I got to think about this and we got to talk about this. LeBron James, he's officially become a billionaire, the first active NBA player that's a billionaire, Joy. But it got me thinking, where does LeBron James rank, even though he's reached billionaire status, amongst the most influential NBA players right now? I need your top five most influential NBA players. Well, this was very easy, except for number five. I wrestled with number five. I kind of wanted to split it, but I went with Luka Doncic. Fair. Luka, he really feels like the future. He feels like the final seat in the superstar category. He's not quite there yet. I do think he needs a championship or a league MVP to get to that point. 
But this is a bad, bad boy. And what I like about Luka is on top of all the statistics, we know how amazing he has been for the Mavs. Second most points per game in NBA history behind only Michael Jordan. First player in NBA history to record a 30-point triple-double as a teenager. He also has that swag. Mm -hmm. He has that aura about him. He talks a little trash. It's a little bit of an intangible, but it does matter when you talk about superstar status, bringing people in, having people be polarized about you, which I think is a very important element to being a superstar, being debatable. So I have Luka Doncic at five. I could have split it with John Morant, but I'm going to give it to Luka right now, just, just, just slightly above John Morant. Now, four, KD. I don't know if you noticed today. I knew we were talking about KD, so I wore a couple snakes. <laughs> you know I think he shed that. Uh, he has shed that nickname. But Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is still an absolute superstar. At any point in the regular season, in the postseason, on any night, any of these men could switch as the best player in the NBA, which I think is a great thing for the league right now. But Kevin Durant still. Kevin Durant still transcends the sport. He has a massive, massive brand. He's very involved in social media. Very discussable. We opened the show with him today, so I think he is still. Hugely influential, despite the fact that they got swept, the only team to be swept <laughs> in the season this year. I don't think that's going to continue. Now, number three. Yeah, interesting. I don't know how you're going to push back on this a little bit, but I have Giannis at three. Giannis. I know how you feel about Giannis Antetokounmpo, but he is a <laughs> massive superstar now. You can't have a Disney movie and not be considered a superstar. I think you're going to the premiere tonight. Is that true? Okay, you know, you know. You know, Emmanuel Famous. <laughs> Led the Bucks to a championship. He did. he did have some help. We're not. We're going to talk about that another time. But he did have some help. But he was unbelievable in that championship. Solidified himself as a superstar in the league. He does transcend the sport. As I said, having a Disney movie, a massive international brand. I think he is one of the top three superstars and influential, important superstars in the NBA right now. Okay. Number two, Steph Curry. I have Steph Curry at two. Put another jewel in the crown of his legacy with this finals MVP in this particular championship. Completely transformed the game, changed it for the future with the three-point shot. Mm -hmm. We know the influence that he has had on the history of the NBA, the greatest scorer of all time. Also a massive brand that transcends sports as well. And carried the playoffs, I believe, this year. The playoffs ratings were up without LeBron James in them this year, which I think is significant. I think he is a massive face, not just for the sport here in the United States, but around the world, Fair. and he's changed the game forever. Where are you at at one? Who do I have at one? Who do I have at one? It's still the king. Come on. It's still LeBron James. First player to reach billionaire status while he is still playing. He's the greatest superstar we have ever seen in the history of sports. I will argue that to the ends. He has been in the spotlight since he's 16 years old. He still completely moves the needle outside of sports. He is the biggest headline in sports. Lakers weren't even in the postseason this year, and we still talk about them every Damn. single day. So he still is the most important player in the NBA, the most influential in the face of the league at this point. I have a surprising issue with this. Hmm. Um, obviously, I would have thrown John Morant over Luka because I would have thrown John Morant over Luka from the cultural play. I think John Morant is the most uh, tangential to Allen yes, Iverson I was, that I we've seen. I was on it, splitting hairs. I think Luka is a better player at this point. Of course. My actual issue is with Giannis. Hmm. I think he's too high. I love Giannis. Giannis is my favorite player in basketball ahead of Steph Curry. I'm literally, I have my outfit picked out for his premiere tonight. That's how much I love me some Giannis. <laughs> but I don't think Giannis is truly influential because I don't think anybody's at home like, I can't wait to be Giannis. I don't think anybody's practicing their Euro step because of Giannis. I don't think anybody's thinking to themselves, I want to be a 6'11 Greek freak when I grow up. I don't think that Giannis is relatable enough 
to be the most influential. When I think about all of these players of influence, Kevin Durant, we know his story since high school. Luca, we knew about him when he was 15. Steph Curry, obviously we know him and his pops, Dell. LeBron James, we know everything about him, the king. We've fallen in love with so many of these characters over the course of years, so their influence has a tailwind behind them. Giannis is great, but do you truly think that Giannis is, or why do you really think that Giannis is influential? I don't think he's moving the cultural NBA uh, guide, if you will. I have to consider the international influence of the game because yeah. the NBA is an international game. When we talk about the NFL, it's still mostly United States of America. Mm-hmm. There are some leagues out there. There are some games playing played in London and Mexico City. We know all that. Germany. But it's really for the United States. The NBA is a global game now. So the influence that Giannis has over the game globally, the influence that Luka has over the game globally, LeBron, this, that's why I have them the way that they are. And Giannis is a superstar in the league right now, and he's not done. I do believe he will win more championships. I believe he will win more MVPs or another MVP. So he has a lot more to do on top of being at top at the top of the league and arguably the best player in the league whatever night any of them are playing. So that's why I have him where I have him. Final. And he has a Disney movie. So if you don't know his story, you're going to find out. <laughs> five years from now, who's still on this list? Anybody? Or any of these five faces still on this top five, five years list? From now? Five years from now? I think Steph and Giannis and Luca. I don't know where KD is in five years. And I think LeBron will be retired in five years. Well, we ain't got to worry about five years for this next topic because coming up, we're talking about Russell Wilson this year. Can he bring the Denver Broncos a ring? Is he the leader that they need to get it done? We go answer that next. Speak for yourself. Giannis, save me a front row seat. Well, speaking of a lot of sevens, the Denver Broncos, only seven wins last season. But Russell Wilson is in town. Now, Russell spent 10 seasons in Seattle, won a Super Bowl along the way, but He's in Denver, and he recently shed some light on his decision to come to the Broncos, saying he wanted to, quote, go to a team that wants to win and go to a city that knows how to win. Close. Quote. Let's get to it, man. High expectations, high hopes for Russell Wilson in Denver. Many people are talking about how Peyton Manning went to Denver. Peyton Manning had won a Super Bowl in Indianapolis. He goes to Denver. He goes to two Super Bowls. We all know that he wins one. Can Russell Wilson do the same thing? That's the question. Shady, I'm going to you, big dog. Can Russell lead the Broncos to a Super Bowl? I think he can win. I think he can win another Super Bowl with with, um, the Broncos. I mean, you hear so much talk about Russell. Like, why can't Russell win? If you hear everything they talk about Russell in negative ways, Oh, he's corny. Nobody will follow him. What do you mean? What? Since when do you have to be cool to win games, to win championships? Now, luckily, I've had some pretty cool quarterbacks. Right? <laughs> you know, with, with Mike Vick, um, Brady. Fair. And, and Patrick Mahomes is pretty cool. People don't know that, but he's really cool. So anyway, a guy like Jerry Rice, who's one of the best of all time, right? If you compare him to a guy like Deion Sanders, we'll probably say that Deion's way more cooler. Facts. But on the field, I don't care who's cooler, who dresses nice. How can you play? How can you win? When Russell, when, um, when Russell goes out there, Wilson, when he goes out there and plays, we follow him because he can play. I don't care how cool he is. At the end of the day, you got a cool wife. That's it. Have a cool wife and go out there on the field and be cool and win games. So you ask me, can he win a championship? Yes. Russell can definitely go out there and win a championship. I'm all behind him. Here's my only issue. See, I think that we, um, we mislabel some things. Can Russell lead the Broncos to a Super Bowl? Yeah, but not acting like this. 
What do I mean? Um, Shady, you use the term cool. I don't think your quarterback needs to be cool, but I do think your quarterback needs to be relatable. Uh, let's go to a state we're all very familiar with in Pennsylvania, but okay. sorry, Joy, we're going to stay in Philly for a second, if that's all right. You don't, uh, you don't mind. Let's go, to, let's go to Philly for a second. In Philly, Shady, if we can be real, Carson Wentz was a beast, that MVP year particularly. He was a beast. Very, very good. But what did we all hear about Wentz? We never played with Wentz. You left a year before me. I think I left a year after you, or we left the same time. We didn't play with Wentz, but what did we hear about Wentz? We heard this. He wasn't really relatable with guys in the locker room. I did hear that. Now, you and I both know Nick yeah. Foles personally. Nick Foles, who comes in and leads the Eagles to a Super Bowl. Nick Foles about as relatable as they come, big dog. Am I lying? Well, I mean... I, I relatability. Okay, yeah, yeah. Relatability. Right, right. So when you think about Russell Wilson, the reason I don't think he can win a Super Bowl like this is because Russell Wilson is paying too much attention to the outside noise. Joy, for the first time in Russ's career, I saw him, bam, shoot down fit people. I was like, wait, Russ, you were a multi-million dollar quarterback. You have a beautiful family. You have right. a famous significant other, but you're shooting down. Look at this tweet Russ posted just last week. Forget the video, the caption. Stay squared up, my friends. Acknowledging the social media world that keeps identifying him as a square. I don't like that Russell Wilson is now hearing the outside noise because when you listen to the outside noise, you get distracted. Think about LeBron James before the season, Joy. LeBron James, keep talking about my squad, our personnel ages, the way he plays, the way he stays injured. We're past our time in this league, etc. Do me one favor, please, and I mean please, Keep that narrative energy when the season begins. That's all I ask. Close quote. Well, Joy Taylor, Colin Coward, Shannon Sharp, uh, Skip Bayless, Marcellus Wiley, Emmanuel Acho, we all kept that same energy. And LeBron didn't make it to the playoffs. Because when you start paying too much <laughs> attention to the outside noise, it finds itself onto the field and onto the court. Joy, where you stand on Russell Wilson, can he lead the Broncos to a Super Bowl? Yes, he can. Uh, and I'm probably the wrong person to talk about this because, you know, I don't go low. I go underground. Mm. <laughs> Okay, I'm burrowing to the depths of the earth. I do not go high. I do not turn the other cheek. If I didn't burn you, it's because I'm busy. I'm <laughs> busy. That's why I didn't have time for you, and that's all. And also, you can't ask me to focus on a tweet when you're posting a video of Sierra. What am I supposed to look at? Right <laughs> all right. But he, it's funny. He's making a joke. He's right. leaning into it. I don't have a problem with that. Everyone's on social media now. It's okay to take a little jab back at the haters every once in a while. Sierra's amazing. He's taking... He's, you know, saying stay squared up. It doesn't have anything to do with who he is as a person because he's recognizing that people talk about him. I think it's actually important that you know what your brand is, that you know what people are saying about you. It doesn't mean you have to respond. But to me, being relatable, and you guys were in the locker room. I haven't been in a locker room of, of that sort. So obviously I ran track, played basketball, high school, whatever. But okay. when you're talking about an NFL locker room, being a leader of men, the reason why I would disagree with you is because he's already done it. Mm -hmm. Had he not already won a Super Bowl, then maybe I could lean into more of the idea that Russ doesn't connect with people. But he has already done it. And the reason I think he can do it with Denver, now I'm not so sure about this year. They have a new head coach, so it's a lot of things to adjust to, although I think they will be immediately competitive, also consider the fact that they have the easiest schedule, the first nine games to start the season out of anyone in the league. The reason I think he can do it in Denver is because Denver has also won Super Bowls. It matters when sure. you know how sure. to be a champion, when you know what it takes 
what has to fall in line, how culturally things have to be, how people have to get along, what kind of effort you need to put in. He's already done that. So that's where I would push back on the idea that he needs to be some sort of other kind of personality or relatable because he's already okay. won a Super Bowl. Okay, we're on to something. This is why I've been looking forward to this conversation with y'all more than any other conversation I will have all day. Um, y'all said yesterday, can somebody change? You remember that conversation, Shady? It was like, you can do five In five, six years, yeah. Bet. Yeah. Joy, Russ has changed. Like the Russell Wilson that won a Super Bowl in Seattle, that's not the same Russell Wilson now. I'm going to get real personal for a second. The Shady that I met in Philly, Russian leader Shady, wasn't the same Shady that walked into the Eagles locker room that wasn't 2-5-2 live. I forget what jersey you was wearing your rookie season, I think 29, but that ain't near as sexy as 2-5-2 live. So Shady changed after Shady popped off. Russell Wilson has changed now that Russell Wilson has popped off, if you will. I don't think this, this Russell Wilson is the same, you know, relatable, meek Russell Wilson that showed up in Seattle. Now, here's the other thing, and this is truly why I don't think Russell will win this year, though I do think Russ will win a Super Bowl in Denver. I don't think it happens just now. It's hard to navigate life when you add a character. We don't get real personal. Um, back when I first moved to, to, to started doing speak, I would start popping off on people on Twitter because I seen Joy do it. I'm like, hey, if Joy can do it, <laughs> no, I see you. If Joy can no, do it, I can do it, right? Joy going at people's neck. Oh, your mama. Oh, this and that. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go at people's neck too. One day I got called out. It's like, hey, bro, that's not you. I was like, oh, you're right. Like. I can't snap back at people because that's not me. I got to go to a different space to go in on somebody than the space Joy has to be to go in on somebody. This Russell Wilson is out of character. That's why I don't think this Russell Wilson right now can lead these Broncos. Because, Shady, as I look at it, I don't know if this Russell Wilson who's shooting at trolls, that's not the Super Bowl winning Russell Wilson that we fell in love with. Let's keep it to football. I think that's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, no, no, but that tweet was just like having fun. I, if I look at that team now, just being a locker room guy, because we've been there. Mm -hmm. When you say, when they say, "Hey, Russell Wilson's coming to our team," it's like, "Yeah, really? Everybody's excited. The city's excited. The town's excited. The players, the coaches are excited." So let's keep it just to football. I, I think them tweets can sometimes people just take out of context. But it means more than but, that. But, but hold on, I think he's having fun with it. But the same Russell that we do know, the guy standing out there practice. Right? When there's nobody watching, of him hurt, he can't play, mm -hmm. rehabbing and trying to get better for his team. And then at that, I, wait, I look at the Russell that won the championship, I think he's even better now me because one. he was protected by the offensive line, the running game, and that defense. Got to call me a quick, I got to call me, is this a 30? It's a quick 30? It's a quick, so quick Got to call me a quick 30. Um, you talked about Russell Wilson uh, during, you know, what, what nobody was watching. Keep in mind, and Joy, I think y'all talked about this extensively on your show. Remember what Russ was doing when he was hurt? All that helmet on yeah, before games, right. all that extra stuff. Russ wouldn't have been doing that back then because now Russ has to, he has to, he has to live up to the image of what he's supposed to be. That. Big I, I, I watched Drew Brees, right, before games, before the cameras even out there. He was doing it up and down the field. I'm like, dang, why is he doing that? And I seen Russell Wilson do it. I said, okay, this is what quarterbacks, what they do, right, to get their mind set in the game, how to play, visualizing the, the game before it happens. So I really believe that. that Russell, Russell Wilson is the same guy we thought he is, man. He doesn't have to be super cool. He could be a little corny, but he's a winner. He knows how to win. It's the reason why they went to go get him. Yeah, he does know how to win that part, too, and the other part that you mentioned. When you know that Russell Wilson is mm -hmm. coming to your yeah, team. Yeah, you're excited. And you had Drew Locke before that. No disrespect. But it's a level up. Did I do that? No, it is. It is, though. You are excited about a winner coming to your team. And, and despite whatever he is 
you know, on social media or what the perception of him is, you know he's dedicated to football. I know he's not playing around. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know he's not out doing goofy stuff. I know I don't have to worry yeah, about that's him. That's all going to let him. I know he's going to say the right thing at the microphone. Right. So if he has a different uh, swag about him now because he has a Super Bowl, because his public image has changed a little bit because of Sierra, I, I mean, listen, you know me. I, Meek is not my brand, so I don't really believe in that. But there is something to having the aura and the knowledge of what it takes to be a champion. That is what Russell Wilson brings. I think that's what Shady's talking about. When you talk about walking into a locker room, everybody doesn't have to get along. You didn't have dinner with all of your teammates. You didn't kick it and have private conversations with everyone in the locker room. But you do have to have respect. And to me, I don't have to like you. I don't have to get along with you. Just do your job and have respect. That's really all I need as a professional around me. We don't all have to be friends. You love Nick Be respectful and do your job. And if you can do your job at the highest level, that's even better because then you're making my job easier. Russ can definitely do his job at the highest level, and I do think that Russ has garnered the respect of everybody in the Denver Broncos organization. The question is, what is Russell Wilson feeling based upon all the criticism that he now hears from the outside? We'll see if that affects him. But coming up, we got to talk about Steph Curry. Got to talk about Kevin Durant. Because the Warriors won a title without Kevin Durant. So has Steph Curry surpassed KD Uh-oh. on the all-time Two greats. list? The best topic of the day. Coming up. That's next. Speak, please. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Warriors recently won their fourth title in eight seasons. Now, two of those titles, as we all know, were with all-star superstar Kevin Durant, who was also named Finals MVP in both of the years. He won a title, but Steph Curry just got his first Finals MVP trophy as well. So it brings up the question. It brings up the greatest debate in Uh this summer of Uh sports. Has Steph Curry surpassed Kevin Durant on the all-time list? Now, personally, Mm. I think he was already ahead of Kevin Durant on the all-time list, Ooh. even before his first finals MVP. But now he has written it in Sharpie, yeah. and it is not to be erased, and it is not to be removed that Steph Curry is greater than Kevin Durant if you want to talk about all-time. Anything Kevin Durant has done, Steph Curry has done. But here's the thing, y'all. Typically, I save my best work for last. I was telling Shady this yesterday on the way to the green room. I was like, hey, Shady, don't always lead with your best stuff. Keep something in your back pocket. Slick is slick, but joy is slicker. So you got to be ready just in case okay, they come okay. with some heat. Mm-hmm. But now I'm coming with my best stuff. Um, think about this, America. Think about this, Shady. What has Kevin Durant done for any basketball player that they couldn't have done for themselves? as opposed to what has Steph Curry done for basketball players that they couldn't have done for themselves. I'll start with Steph Curry. 
Steph Curry made Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, first ballot Hall of Famers. Steph Curry got Harrison Barnes a $100 million deal. Steph Curry got Kevin Durant two finals trophies. I'm not talking about the MVPs. Obviously, Kevin Durant did that for himself. Steph Curry made Steve Kerr the third winningest person associated with basketball in the history of the Basketball Association, behind only Phil Jackson and Bill Russell. Think about what Steph Curry did for Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala was over the hill past his prime, but Andre Iguodala becomes a finals MVP. Let's talk right now about Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins goes from being a top five bust of the modern generation to a top five two-way player. Think about what Steph Curry has done for everybody. But think about what Kevin Durant has done for people. Kevin Durant hasn't done anything for somebody that he couldn't have done for themselves. Kyrie Irving got a ring. Wasn't with KD. James Harden got a, a league MVP. Russell Westbrook, league MVP. Wasn't with KD. KD hasn't actually done anything to enhance anybody's greatness. When you want to talk about all-time greats, it's how great can you make those around you. Steph Curry has cemented his passing of Kevin Durant on the all-time list, not just because Steph Curry is great, but slick because Steph Curry has made everybody around him greater. Yes, Steph Curry certainly has done that, and that is one of the great hallmarks of what makes Steph Curry special. Don't say but. I don't want to hear a but. You better say and. It's you better say if. You better say something Look else. at his face. It's you coming. better not say but. I got a big. Oh, <laughs> what a big, big, big but. Because you are ignoring all that Kevin Durant did for the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's right. As a franchise. Okay. You move from Seattle to Oklahoma City. Sure. No, no offense to people in Oklahoma, but nowhere uh, USA. And he put that franchise on the map. I dare say what he did with Russell Westbrook and even James Harden. Mm-hmm. James mm-hmm. Harden going to Houston and becoming a star, a franchise player. That was off of going to the finals with a team that was led by Kevin Durant. Yes, sir. So I can't quite go there with you on that as far as Kevin Durant. But this question is very simple in terms of has Steph Curry surpassed him now? Yes, he has. And it's as simple as this. Whose career would you rather have at this mm. point? Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Whose career okay. would you That's rather deep. have? Next. Steph Curry has twice as many rings. He has twice as many regular season MVPs. Mm. And the one little gap in it was, yeah, but he's never never been the leader of a championship team. Oh, Oh, oh. talk about a slip. We can check that off now. Uh So Uh what is it that Kevin Durant has has a couple more scoring titles, has a couple more All-NBA picks. But beyond that, what does he have? And then, aside from you getting it wrong with Oklahoma City, this is what Steph really has. He's loved in a place. What is Kevin Durant doesn't it for all that Kevin Durant has accomplished? That's deep. He doesn't. Ain't got no love, you said? He's a nomad. He's he's a man without a home. He's a man with a piece of luggage. Okay, Joy, Joy's pondering. Joy's pondering. Joy, please, I got to hear your thoughts. Rolling Stone. <laughs> Rolling Stones get some love now. Don't 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 get it. No, I'm gonna fool you. I will say KD is an overall better defensive player. We can of course agree with that. Yeah, Steph is not known for his no know, defensive. Although and Steph, he, he closed was, that. In, he did. He, was, he plays hard. He, he did. Hard. He was, he he was great in the series. Uh, great. He was better in the series. Yes. Defensively, but overall, KD is a better defensive player. I would push back on uh, what did KD do for anyone? Well, he he did win NBA Finals and two of those championship 
runs that Steph Curry was a part of. And Steph would not be talked about as a top 10 player all time without those two rings. Fair. KD was a part of that. Fair. The only reason I don't love these conversations because it feels like you're diminishing what Kevin Durant is mm. as an all-time player. And we're not. It's great. just a simple of where do you put them in the rankings? Sure, that's not new for Emmanuel. That's his thing. That's his thing. No, you, Steph Curry is higher. Steph Curry is higher for many reasons. But to me, when I look at Kevin Durant's career, he's an all-time great, and he's made amazing contributions to the league. Obviously, what he did in OKC is a big part of that. Being a league MVP, being essentially great top three, top five player for the last 10 years at least. With Steph, and you're talking about all-time greats in the top 10 and players that have transformed the game, Steph has changed the game of basketball. Absolutely. He has changed the way we play basketball, the way that you recruit basketball, the way you prepare to be a great player in basketball, the way you defend in basketball. Mm-hmm. He's literally changed the actual game and how it is played. That is so tremendous. That is so significant as a contribution to the sport that I have to put him above KD for that reason. And now with this finals MVP, which I do think matters when you're talking about adding to your legacy – like the discussion we had earlier with KD of adding to his legacy and winning another championship, you have to consider that. So it doesn't diminish what KD is, but we're talking about all-time rankings. I would put Steph above him. Yeah. So Steph, 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 I'm, where I'm you going, land? I'm going with Steph because this, this, the, 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 now you're the KD defender. No, no, but no, 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 you're the KD defender. I, I am, but I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I love Steph. That's why I like you. Steph is my first one. He's my favorite player. I'll just keep it 100. That's what I'm here for. Over KD. Yeah, he's my favorite player. Yeah. So my thing with Steph Curry. Wow. I, I think it surpasses Kevin Durant because the narrative, right, the story. You take a guy, right, they draft him t- to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Right, he didn't start off like Kevin Not Durant. He didn't start off like rookie of the year. Yeah. He had the ankle injuries. Mm-hmm. He was off and on, off the court, hurt. Shady didn't get emotional. No, 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 <laughs> because it's the story of it, right? So, look, Monte Ellis. You remember him, Monte Ellis? <laughs> you got a tear. Listen, listen, you got a tear leaking. Listen, when they, tra- when they traded Monte Ellis, they are like, what are the Warriors doing? What are they going to do? Mm. And then – up oh, here comes Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. He emerges on, on the scene, right? When I, when I think of Steph Curry, every, every human being or, or person, the regular people, right? Like the guy that works at the, the gas station, the guy that works at the grocery store, they can't relate to Steph Curry. Mm. Steph Curry is what, 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, How tall are you? 6'3", 185. Right. He's my height. But, what are you, 6'2"? Okay, so my thing is like, Steph Curry, he's not super tall, nope. super long, nope. right? He's not super uh, athletic. He can't just go and dunk. He's not super quick or super fast. He's not like a Westbrook, that explosion. But he's still so dominant. Okay. And he's changed the game, right, from a standpoint of I'm not like these other guys. You see he's 6'10", six, 6'11". Yep. Six, six, yeah. so, and I love the part about staying home, right? Mm-hmm. He, he built that. Steph Curry's always going to be a Golden State guy. And he has the numbers to prove it. You make a great point. And we're all in agreement, right? Steph Curry's past coming to on the all-time list. Of all the shocks that I've ever been shocked in my life, this is the most shocking conversation of the day. I didn't think you all would agree. Mm. Um, but let's go here. And I know none of y'all have prepped for it, so I apologize. But let's go here. Again? Because we're used to it. We're used to it. <laughs> yeah. Steph Curry is incredibly relatable. 6'2", six 6'2", two, six two, all the things. Six foot. Six, six foot. Five nine. Has Steph Curry's greatness been robbed because of his relatability? I always say this, and I talk to Marcellus about this. If Steph Curry, in my mind, was 6'6", six 6'7", six, six I don't even think we'd have to ask this question. Because I think we would all have assumed Steph Curry was already greater. Yeah. But because Steph Curry is very average looking as it pertains to freakazoid NBA players, mm-hmm. we don't give Steph the credit he deserves because we all think, oh, we could be Steph. Mm-hmm. If I just spent a little right. more time right. in the gym, oh, I could have a yeah. better jumper. I was nice in high school. You know, Slick, you start thinking, oh, I could be. I think, mm-hmm. Joy, that 
Steph's relatability has robbed the perception of his greatness because we all look at Steph like, man, if we was picking on Venice Beach, we wouldn't pick Steph. We going to draft KD. Heck, we going to draft Russ. But it's not about picking on Venice Beach. So I think to your point of Steph's relatability, I think that's undermined his success. But you had some. Well, as a shorty of the table, and I appreciate you not mentioning my height. I'm 5'2". <laughs> <five, two>. uh, <laughs> I think that you're right. And to take it a step further, I think this is why it's taken so long for Steph to really get his due, for us to have this conversation. There was still always something else that we could pick apart with Steph. You guys know this because you played football. You don't run into a lot of people on the street who are like, "Uh, yeah, I'll I'll, 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 I'll do that. Because there's a respect for the game of football that you're not putting on those pads and going out there and doing that. The average person is not doing that. But with Mm -hmm. basketball, to your point, any of us could just go to the store, Mm -hmm. buy a basketball, go to the court, shoot around, and in our minds do what Steph Curry does. But the reality is what Steph Curry does is not only so impossibly difficult because there are these big guys like KD and all these other players Mm -hmm. who aren't doing that. He does it night in, night out. Better than anyone has ever done it in the history of the league. So the perception, I think, one with the sport of basketball that anyone could go out there if they just, you know, if I didn't have this ankle or, mm-hmm, you know right. what I mean, if that coach would have played me more that you have for the game of football that you don't have for basketball is one thing. And then Steph Curry's appearance plays against him. And I think that's what's taken it so long to have a real conversation about how dominant he is. But I don't think it's his relatability. I think it's his affability. It is the manner with which Steph Curry approaches things because Isaiah Thomas had a much more of an edge to him basically the same size Mm -hmm. but he was part of the bad boy Pistons yeah and he had attitude like Steph doesn't have that Steph is a nice Uh, oh he's hold on no he's turned up now no he (laughs) put him to sleep and all that when he's on the court ringing me when he's on the court he can get like that now no 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 question but even the way he does that He's not coming at you. Yeah. He's not talking trash. He's not getting in your face and doing That's a good it. point. I mean, the difference between Steph Curry and Russ Westbrook yeah. and the way they approach it, or point, even man, LeBron so. James. LeBron James will get in your face. Right. Steph Curry plays to the crowd. Yeah. He puts people to sleep. He lets everybody know, I just put him to sleep. Yeah. He He's not going to look at right. you. Yeah. That's a good point. I put you to sleep. It's a phenomenal point. Where you at, Shady? No, no, I, I feel him on that. I, got, I, I get that. But I'm just saying, like, with, with Steph, I think it's because he's so relatable that that people love him, right? Like, how's a guy that's just like me going out here and dominating the NBA? Every, if you talk about Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, these dudes are 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 are, are, are monsters. They're, they're superhuman, yeah, they're aliens. They're yeah. Giannis, Curry is a regular dude out there shooting threes. You know, he's not like Kyrie Irving, yeah, the drill and all that, and go quick. He's but, still so dominant. I think that's why people love him. But they do love him. But he also, like, you've heard of the Napoleon complex. Mm-hmm. I think there is the Napoleon compensation. I think Steph Curry benefits as much from being 6'3 and being a st- and doing what he does as he may be uh, not put in the same category mm-hmm. as the Michael Jordans and the Kobe Bryants. It's like he's 6'3, 185. Actually, he's probably 195 now. He's put on weight. But, and yet he does all this. So we elevate him because he's of normal size and he does these things when the fact of the matter is he can't dominate the game at both ends the way Kobe and Michael yeah. and all of these guys can simply because and he does. Nobody no, cares about true. defense. Listen, listen. Have you been, hold on, real quick. Have you guys been to a basketball? Says the running back. Wait, no, 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 no. Like, what a, <laughs> listen, what a have, you, have you guys been to a basketball gym lately? 
Oh, oh. open gym. Probably not. Everybody in the gym is an open layup. They shooting threes. Yeah. He changed the game. It's the same way MJ. Everybody wanted to put the tongue on and dunk. Kobe was doing it for so long. He got that from MJ. That's when another superstar later down the line is going to be like Steph Curry shooting threes from almost half court. He's changed the game. Not because he's a high flyer and all that. It's because he's likable and he's relatable mm. and he can shoot the trade ball. The likability, the relatability, whether it's help Steph Curry, hurt Steph Curry, all we know is we unanimously agree yeah, yeah, yeah. that Finally. Steph Curry Finally. greater than M- Kevin Durant on the all-time list, that is. Coming up, we're heading out to the desert. Uh-oh. I'm talking a little bit about Kyler Murray Kyler. because many are saying he don't get enough respect. Uh-oh. But we got to answer that next Kyler, it's Kyler Murray is set to enter his fourth season in the league, and he's made it clear this offseason that he wants an extension that is on par with the top-tier quarterbacks in the league. His teammate, DJ Humphreys, has Kyler's back recently saying, quote, if you think that Kyler is not our future, you're a plum fool. <laughs> <laughs> don't hear that every day. So, Otto, does Kyler Murray get enough respect? Yes. Uh, in the locker room, in life, in sports, respect, Shady, you can attest to this. We all can. We've been in locker rooms at different times. Respect is earned. That's right. It ain't given. That's right. Trust is given. And you can lose trust. But respect, that's something that's earned. Mm. And when I look at Kyler Murray, I haven't seen enough from him to have earned our respect. He ain't got no playoff wins, but that's okay. But he has a career losing record. Not so Okay, let's put it in context, because many will say, well, Acho Kyler went to a bad team. Baker Mayfield went to a team slick Rick that was 1-31 before he showed up. Mm. And even Baker Mayfield has somehow, way, found himself after his three years with the winning record. Baker Mayfield, through his first three years, he had a playoff win. Let's talk about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow went to a Bengals team. You know this better than anybody, Slick, Cincinnati Bengals, the affinity. Uh, that's who they have your attention. Joe Burrow, 2-14 and 14 were the Bengals before he showed up. Two years later, they are in the Super Bowl. Quarterbacks that are young in this day and age, you got to win right here, right now. So, Kyler, you ain't really winning in totality of the first three years. And then here's the worst part, Shady. Here's the worst part. What's the worst part? Kyler had to call his mom and them. Uh-oh. His agents. Mama. Oh. To, to come be the bad guys. His agents on social media talking. They talk on social media. Kyler, you removing all your pictures, pictures on social what? media? Like, this is not a Facebook relationship where you changing your status every day. Emmanuel Acho just got engaged, too. This ain't Facebook, big dog. What you changing your statuses for on social media? So, respect in sports is earned. Earned, for it sure. It is not given. I think you did. Given. I think that was a <laughs> It's not given. Emmanuel Acho did not get engaged. Uh, <laughs> respect is earned. It is not given, no, Shady. You, I, don't, I don't think so. Bury the lead. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're right, you right about that, bro, because, like, Kyler, Instagram, Mary. Let me say this to you, right? One of my favorite groups, the Locks, they always said this. Their, their best album to me was money, power, and respect. Okay. But in football, it's different. You got to go earn it. Go on that field and get the respect. You get that respect. You play good with your teammates. You be a captain, be a leader. Yep. Then you get the money. Mm-hmm. You get the money. Then what's next? You get the power. So my message to him is this, man. Go out there and earn it, like every other quarterback. They can't wait to pay the quarterbacks to lock them in for years. You mm. can't win in this league without a quarterback. And I think what Kyler Murray has to do, man, is, is grow up. Grow up and be a leader. Go out there and lead this team. Get some wins, get some respect, and then you'll get your money. But you can't get your money to take uh, Instagram pictures off the page. That's like, that's like a that's childish. Yeah, you bring with your girlfriend, you mad at her. And then look, you get back together, and then you put them back up there. It was the most childish thing I've seen all offseason. 
Joy. That's how you do it? You know how we do it. Once they're gone, you're gone. Oh, <laughs> wait, they have to archive, little file. No, no, it's delete. It's permanent delete. Oh. Even though the delete's like 30 days before you can bring it back up, too. They don't even let you do it. They play you. No, he doesn't get enough respect. Come on. Oh. This is the Cardinals. Who do they agree? have up there? I know, finally. One, one time in the show. Oh, my God. You had Josh Rosen up in there. You remember how that went? Of course. I know what that is. Terrible. We, 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 I'm old enough to remember Josh team. Rosen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Kyler Murray, every year he's been in Arizona, 5-10-1 his first year, 8-8 eight and eight the second year, 11-6 and six the year after that. Mm-hmm. They extended Cliff Kingsbury, so something's going right there. Don't mess it up now. It's the same conversation almost that we're having with Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is better. I think he oh, has, he has okay. proven himself more. That's of why course. I said almost. Okay. So we don't need to, almost right, entails right. I mean, everything MVP that y'all is like, are saying. Okay. The point is, you know Kyler Murray's the future. Right. Where I think a lot of these quarterback conversations get uh, a little sticky is, well, is he, you know, our franchise guy for the next 10 years? Mm. Who cares? Are you going to be here in 10 years? Worry about the next three years. What you don't want to do is go against Kyler Murray, right? Then you have to franchise tag him or he's unhappy. And then he beats your head in when he's better again this year, which I think they will be. Hopefully. He is He is the franchise guy. He's the future of the organization. Don't make things contentious. Don't make things difficult. You don't have to sign everybody to a Patrick Mahomes deal. You can do a reasonable deal. If they did a four-year deal with Kyler Murray, right? Pay him whatever you pay a franchise quarterback. So let's say in that... 40, minutes, 40 million to 50 million. Okay, so let's going. say in that Dak Prescott, uh, Derek Carr. Right? That's 40 million, 45 million a year. That's what a franchise quarterback costs. Okay. But right now, you think for him right now? Yeah, the, the, yes, the, yes, the, right now. The question, because here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to wait another year. Then you get into the extension and, and franchise tag. And he's already shown he's willing to sit out. He's willing to make things difficult on you. And then you're really running a check that handicaps the rest of your organization. You know he's the future. Get it done early. That's my only thing. It's it, Respect, I get it. Does he have more to prove? Of course. But he's gotten better every year he's been there. Do we all agree he's the future of the organization? We, we hopefully, we, we think he think will. So. He plays think so. so. He plays oh, too much oh, backyard oh, football. Oh. Okay. So, so if you don't think he's the future of the organization, then that's a different conversation. It's a question I, mark. I think he is. So if I think I've found my franchise guy, I'm trying to get a deal done with him early, not later. Yeah, that saves me money. That leaves me flexibility on the back end. And it keeps the salary cap percentage hit down, which yeah. is the number one thing you want to do. But before you get to, to getting paid, you got to get that respect. Slick, does Kyler get enough respect? No, but the suggestion by asking the question, yes, he gets enough respect. Because the suggestion by asking the question is he's being disrespected right now. Now, mm. this is a Kyler Murray who midway through the season was rolling and was an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. I said it myself. Like, he's that legit. Part. He's an MVP candidate. And then he loses, he gets hurt. And then he loses four of his last five games. Yeah. And then he gets mollywhopped by the Los Angeles Rams wow. in, the, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And now you begin to think, okay, well, for him to be our franchise quarterback, we had this conversation. You said he's 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 like Lamar Jackson, but he ain't Lamar Jackson. Right. Lamar Jackson's demonstrated that he is a league MVP. I already know what Lamar Jackson is capable of. Now, is Lamar Jackson being disrespected? Are we talking about Lamar Jackson being disrespected right now? No. We're talking about he's banking on himself because he knows that he can get more than what he would get yeah. right now. Kyler Murray, Kyler, Kyler Murray's taking the same approach. He thinks he can get more than he can right now. Well, I'm, if the, the Cardinals having a doubt about that, mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with. You said it. Right. There's a question mark there. Big question I know marks. Kyler Murray is talented. How talented is, is he? Is he in the Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes camp? 
No, no, I can't say that. But they won Super Bowls. They're, they're future Hall of Famers. I don't think he's okay. in the other categories. Correct. You, you've been a linebacker, right? And you're, you're playing against a quarterback. It's only so long that the, his style can last. All this running around and making all these – look at this. I'm no, 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 Murray had a 100.6 passer rating no, no. this season. That's you, better than Patrick Holmes, talk- Carson Wentz, oh. Ryan Tannehill, Josh Allen. He had a better completion percentage than Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, and Matt right. Ryan. But what I'm saying is, when you gain, this, this is what I'm he's saying. He's not just when a you, running quarterback. No, no, no. I didn't say running quarterback. When he's running around and doing a circles in the backfield, he's not reading out there, right? You can't play backyard football. Like, Patrick Mahomes, he does a here and there. But you can't win like that. When they lost against um, the Bengals, Patrick Mahomes and them, mm-hmm. you've seen all that, that, that backyard. You can't win like that. You have to play football, right? Short, mid, and deep. That's how you win games as a quarterback. You got to be efficient. And the way he plays... I can't pay a guy like that because I don't know how fishing he is because he runs around like his backyard football in high school. Here's what's interesting. I think you're both right because George Taylor alluded to Kyler Murray's dominance. Remember, early on, Kyler Murray started the year 7-0 MVP candidate, as Slick Rick said. But then I think Shady's right because in the last eight games for Kyler Murray, two and six over that stretch, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Jekyll and Hyde. We'll see what Kyler Murray we get this coming season. But coming up, is Tom Brady losing Rob Gronkowski a big deal? Or no deal. Uh-oh. We're going to get to the bottom Uh-oh. of that and a whole lot more. That's next. Uh, Shady, I think Gronk is FaceTime with you again. <laughs> Welcome back to Speak for Yourself. Now I'm standing right here at the big board because y'all know we got some quick hitters coming. Big deal, no deal. Something's happening in sports that we just got to address. Is it a big deal? It doesn't not really matter all that much. Shady, 2-5, you up first. Remember yesterday, okay. Gronk announced his retirement. He's basically a lot to get into the Hall of Fame, but is it a big deal or no deal that Tom Brady lost Gronkowski? I think it's a no deal. Tom Brady's the best at making sure all of his players are prepared and ready to go. The backup to starter has a lot of good star power over there, so I'm going to say not a big deal, although he might miss two or three uh, red zone touchdowns with Gronk being out. Ooh, no deal. Tom Brady loses the first ballot Hall of Famer. Joy, talk to me. We talking hoops. Jason Tatum, he had it up and down NBA Finals. Oh, and man. Celtics president and basketball operations Brad Stevens said that he told Jason Tatum, 24-year-old Jason Tatum, to quote, Go on vacation and go get some rest. Big deal or no deal that the Celtics told Tatum to go get some rest this offseason. What did Beyonce say to us this week, Emmanuel? You're not going to break my soul. He played 40.7 minutes in the finals, averaged that. He needs some time off. People take vacation, reset. He gave it his all. He gave it his soul. They have some things they need to work on for sure. But he can take some time off. He's earned that. Time off? Yes. Listen, listen, let me let me cut in here. <laughs> Big deal, right? This dude is 24 years old. He's saying he's time off and he's rest. Was he sleepy? Is he tired? I watched the whole fourth quarter of the finals and I couldn't find him. <laughs> he had a lot of resting. Curry is 34 <laughs> years old. Two or three's running around. He's 24. Big deal. Game. I don't want to hear that. Tatum. No sign of Jason Tatum in the fourth quarter. And Slick Rick, there ain't been no sign of Zion Williamson all yep. season because he ain't played. Now, he's been criticized for his weight, but... In a hype video that he posted for his new Jordan Zion 2 shoot, Uh-oh. he looks a lot leaner and meaner. So, Slick, big deal or no deal that Zion has a new improved physique? You want to make me uh, make a big deal about a hype video? No, it's no deal. First of all, I don't care about your weight, bro. Come back with a, a jump shot. Come back with a way to play the game where you're not going 100 miles an hour and tearing down the rim. Because otherwise, regardless of how slim you are, you still, your body's going to break down. I feel it. Shady, we back to you because there was a hype 
train going on. No hype video, but now it's just a whole hype train. Philadelphia Eagles and Eagle yeah. Insider said that the offense, which now includes A.J. Brown, has no glaring holes in it. So, is the Eagles' revamped offense a big deal or no deal for the Dallas Cowboys? It's a major, major big deal. You sold Jalen Hurts in his second year starting, right? You got him, you got Devontae Smith in his second year. Check. And then we bring A.J. Brown over. Oh, Check. my God. With Miles Sanders in the backfield. Check. Big Check. deal. Check. Dallas, you better watch out. We coming. I'm with you on that one, Shady. That's a big deal. But, Joy, back to you. Things not going smoothly at all for the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, one's here today. The other's gone tomorrow. But there's a report that their relationship, while very close, isn't as close as it appears to be. So, Joy, big deal or no deal that KD and Kyrie's relationship is soured? If it has soured, it is a big deal. We know KD is capable of leaving places if he doesn't get along with people. We know Kyrie is someone that wants everything to be the way that he likes it in order for him to be on the court. They got swept, the only team to be swept in this year's playoffs. I think it's a very big deal. Relationships matter to these two, getting along, being comfortable. And there's trade rumors everywhere. So if it is really falling apart, it's a very big deal. Take it from Joy. Relationships, they matter. <laughs> We're wrapping it up with you, Slick Rick, because a report says that the Lakers offered Slick Russell Westbrook Rick. a package to the Pacers for Malcolm Brogdon. But the offer was rejected. Huh. No deal on that front. But Slick, you tell me, big deal, no deal. The Lakers appear to be stuck with Russell Westbrook. No, it's no deal, because that's why Darvin Ham was making nice with Russell Westbrook. Okay, Westbrook was at the back of the room, so maybe that had something to do with it, but <laughs> no doubt talked about Russell Westbrook being an all-time player still because he knew that Russell Westbrook isn't going anywhere. So the fact slick. that they, the Pacers decided that they weren't going to make the Lakers better, they said, you said it was a report? That had to be a Lakers report <laughs> that had Russell Westbrook going to Indy. Uh, I love it. But speaking of guys that are going absolutely nowhere, uh -oh. the 49ers young quarterback, Trey Lance, because he's just getting started in the NFL. Remember, they took him number three overall. Mm. But we got to tell you, is Trey Lance the more Niners. Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love? That's next. Speak for yourself. Don't go anywhere. All signs are pointing to Trey Lance as the 49ers starter this season. Now NFL analyst James Jones gave him high praise, saying, quote, I believe we're looking at a bona fide superstar like oh. Patrick Mahomes Whoa. and Aaron Rodgers, close quote. Maybe James Jones is on his payroll. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Shady, we got to start with you here because, you know, he made some big comparisons. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. But my question to you, is Trey Lance more Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love? <sighs> Listen, we, we have to stop doing this with the comparisons. Like... <laughs> I've, I, no, no, but you're on a show that makes you offer opinions. So from this point forward, oh. you're going to have to compare people on every day like, on national television this guy, for the rest of these days. I've seen him play. I wasn't impressed, but he's still young. He can get better. I, I just can't compare them, like him right now. I don't know what to, what to take. He hasn't really played. That's fair. Can we wait to see before we start talking about Patrick Mahomes and, and Aaron Rodgers? Like, please, this nope. is getting crazy. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. I, I, you know what? Ask them. I'm. <laughs> Joy, where are you at? Uh, look, my response when we were prepping for the show was neither. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you. But if I have to choose, which is what we're going to do, I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers because I've seen oh. Jordan Love and oh. it was not pretty. Wow. So if I've got to choose between oh. Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers, I'm no, going to choose Aaron Rodgers because that's the choice that I have to make. Okay. Now, but you can make the right one. Right. <laughs> well, I'm not going to. Look, Jordan Love was. 
I hated that pick from the moment that it happened. I did not hate the Trey Lance pick. It was disrespectful the way that they handled it with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Everything that's happened with the Green Bay Packers since the moment that they've taken Jordan Love, they deserve. So that's a completely <laughs> different situation than what's going on with Trey Lance and the Niners. And we have seen a little bit of Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. They took him where they took him for a reason. I do mm-hmm. think he has the potential to grow into a great quarterback. And he's in an amazing situation with Kyle Shanahan. They are that's a true. perennial contender. They are a well-built team. They're more built to win now than I think they want to admit when they have a rookie or a very young quarterback. Essentially, it is a rookie in Trey Lance. The thing that gives me pause about Trey Lance is all the mixed messaging that we're getting. And right. part of that, I believe, is Kyle Shanahan. Because Kyle Shanahan always wants to play these shell games with the media. And I do think that that has an effect on, one, young players' confidence. And two, what the fans and the media can expect from the team. Which I, I myself am reserved about what Trey Lance is going to be capable of doing this year because of what the Niners are putting out. Now, everyone else has different opinions about what Trey Lance is going to be. So, all that being said, yeah. if I got to pick, I'm going Aaron Rodgers. Slick, I see you were disgusted by that one. Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Keep it quick, Slick. Okay. Uh, first of all, it's Mitch Trubisky. That's who he is, all right? I'm going off the board, too. But if I have to pick between Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, it's Jordan Love. Because we never questioned whether Aaron Rodgers – Aaron Rodgers was just waiting to right. show what he could be. That's a good point. Right? And it wasn't you went and got Aaron Rodgers because you suddenly decided we need to get better and we need our quarterback to lift us. That's not what the Green Bay Packers did. They went and got Jordan Love because they were putting pressure on Aaron Rodgers. We want to turn the page. Well, what did the 49ers do? We're not satisfied with Jimmy G. We want to turn the page. So they went and got Trey Lance, and they got him for a boatload of assets. So I can't, I can't remember. how many. Aaron Rodgers has how many MVPs? One championship, though. So uh, Trey Lance is on his way to like four. MVPs? I had to pick. I just, I just think, they you know, made me pick. The, the thing is, though, I think the NFL is better when, when the 49ers have a superstar quarterback. Of course. They haven't had a superstar quarterback since what? Joe Montana of or like, oh, no, Steve Young. So I'm, I'm ready for them to have a really good quarterback because it's been a, quite some time. Let me put a bow on all of this. Um, he is more Jordan Love, but that's not an insult. He's more Jordan Love because what we know about Jordan Love, Joy, is that Jordan Love simply isn't ready. Me and Shady, over the course of the commercial break, what we did is talk about this Giannis premiere tonight, and we talked about outfits. I'm finally I showed going. my dog. I was like, hey, I'm about to wear this. I'm about to wear that. Yeah. Here's the thing. Slick, before I put on my shoes, all that means is I'm not ready. It don't mean I'm bad. It just right. means my outfit is not yet complete. So Jordan Love is not yet complete. Trey Lance, he's not yet ready. I don't think it's an insult. We act like, oh, Jordan Love is all that terrible. Joy, to my knowledge, we've only seen that one game of him yeah, as a right. starter no, against no, one of the best no, teams no, over the no, last three no, years. No, so no. he's more <laughs> Jordan. No, no, he's no. more. He's <laughs> more Jordan Love. No. Not as an insult, Trey. No. I ain't insulting no. you. I ain't insulting you. He might be insulting you, but I ain't insulting. We gotta see it, man. Coming up, Rob Gronkowski retired yesterday. So was he Tom Brady's greatest teammate ever? Our picks coming up next on Speak for Yourself. You got it nice to KD. (laughs) (laughs) Rob Gronkowski retired yesterday, ending what is sure to be a Hall of Fame career. Now, he won four Super Bowls with Tom Brady, but Brady has seven rings and a lot of teammates that have helped Tom Brady's GOAT status. So now the debate is this. Who was Tom Brady's greatest teammate? Slick, Rick, you up first. Yeah, well, there's only one answer because there's only one teammate who's helped him more than anybody else, and that's Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait, say. What did Cam do? 
Cam saved Tom Brady from eternal <laughs> embarrassment. Because if he doesn't catch this, the Lombardi Trophy is at the bottom of the Hillsborough River. Yes, and Tom Brady is never forgiven for that. Well Pretty done, hand. Joy. Pretty good yeah. argument. No, it is Gronk. 2010 All-Decade Team, NFL 100 All-Time Team, five-time Pro Bowler, four, four first-team All-Pros, four-time Super Bowl champion. They had the greatest connection, I think, in the history of a quarterback and, even though he's not a receiver, receiver in the tight end. He has been dominant. He played the position with full collision, was an unstoppable force before he started getting injured. Gronk is the greatest player that Tom Brady has ever had alongside him. Ah, interesting. I'm going to go with this. Dante Hightower, how about the linebacker for the last 11 years yeah. for the Patriots? Remember, every time Tom Brady won a Super Bowl in New England, he had a top 10 and top 5 defense. That defense was led by Captain, my Captain, Dante Hightower. So greatest teammate for me for Tom Brady, I'm going to say Dante Hightower. Shady, where you at? Hey, Joy, I was on that list also, just so you know that. <laughs> anyway, so my, I got to say Gronk. <laughs> I mean, like, Tommy loves me. It's the Gronk stuff. <laughs> hey, listen, if you, when we had that, that Super Bowl um, championship team with Tampa Bay, if you couldn't find Tom Brady, you found Gronk, and they were together all the time. They have a, 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 a unique cool type of understanding. They know each other so well. Shady, man. where were you on the boat? I love them When, when, when the tro- yeah, trophy yeah. was being passed, where were you, Shady? I wasn't over there. I was four berries in. I don't know. <laughs> well, you're going to be here tomorrow. We'll see y'all then. Speak for yourself.